I get it. Every stereotype comes from somewhere. But it's about time we started rethinking the sales stereotypes that we're up against every day. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name is Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Today must be recording day because I'm wearing my blue hoodie and my red Rethink the Way You Sell t-shirt. Um, that's funny to me because as I go back and I review these videos, and if you watch the show on YouTube, you'll see that I'm often wearing my blue, cozy, navy, you know, blue hoodie and uh, a red t-shirt because there's, you know, contrast there. I don't know why that happens all the time. I promise I don't wear this every day. It's just kind of silly to me. And, and funny, really, to see these things come up over and over again. So um, if you didn't know the show was on YouTube, go check it out. Um, if you did there, I appreciate you watching regularly there. We're picking up a lot of subscribers on that channel. It's a way that uh, people are engaging with the show. And uh, I'm happy to have you from wherever you are joining me from. Today, I want to get into something that I think um, holds a lot of salespeople back. I think it not only keeps people from getting into our great profession, it also stifles the growth of the people in this profession. And I'm talking about stereotypes. What does the typical seller look like? How does the typical seller act? And do you need to compromise or acquiesce to those kinds of standards? I don't think you do. Now, look, when I got into sales... You know, I was reluctant, like many of you listening right now. Someone suggested that I get into sales and I looked at them like they were crazy because I wasn't that kind of guy. Now, you have said that at some point or another. You're not that kind of guy. You're not that kind of girl. You're not that kind of woman, man, whatever you want to say, right? You don't identify with that person that you feel you have to be in order to be successful in this role. That's garbage. I'm here to tell you. And actually, not only am I going to tell you that that's garbage, I'm going to tell you that the opposite is true. When you're trying to be someone you're not, you come across as fake. People can see that. So there's no reason for you to try to act like someone you're not. Where things get fuzzy is where you see that there are templates for how things have been done in the past. You see that there are ways that people have succeeded in the past and you want to try to model your behavior. The, the issue isn't that you need to be exactly like someone else. The whole concept behind sell like you is that you need to bring yourself, your unique characteristics, your strengths, your talents, your experience, your expertise to the task at hand. Not try to be like everybody else. If you try to be like everybody else, you will be mediocre. You didn't come here to be mediocre. Selling is not an instruction manual to be followed. It is a problem to be solved. And I go back to your unique gifts, your talents, your strengths, your experience, your expertise. All of those things collectively paint your ability to solve those problems. And when you can solve problems in ways that other people can't, you will solve problems that other people can't. And when you solve problems that other people can't, you will make sales that other people cannot make. That is how you overcome mediocrity. That is how you make big success happen. That is how you do your very best work. But 
It's hard to embrace your own authenticity. It's hard to embrace your own quirks. It's hard to embrace, quite frankly, let me say this, some of the things that you aren't always as proud of because you're not sure how they're going to be received. That's real bravery right there. But you have to understand that when you try to force yourself into somebody else's mold, you end up stifling everything about you that is unique and terrific. That's the problem to be solved. Speaking of problems to be solved, that is one that needs to be solved. I can take predictable mediocrity or I can be brave and maybe make something outstanding happen. You didn't come here to be mediocre. Just want to remind you of that. So what does it mean to sell like you? Well, in short, it means more pipeline. It means bigger deals that close faster and more often. It means more customer loyalty, so there's less churn. And it means a culture on your team where winning is expected and everyone's having fun. Now, if this sounds like something your team needs, go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash services and find out how I use this approach to help teams like yours create world-class results. Now, back to the show. So let's talk about some of these stereotypes. We can talk about the way people look. I can talk about, you know, your, your hundred dollar haircut or even more than that. If you're a woman, right? Like, you know, you can talk about the wardrobe and you can talk about the, the shoes and you can talk about the makeup and you can talk about all the things that you conjure up in your brain. When you think about a high flying sales professional, you think expensive clothing, you think these people look good. They smell good. They treat themselves well. They drive nice cars. They eat fancy dinners and expensive restaurants. They all have country club memberships and vacation homes and private jets. And we can take all this and spin it completely out of control. But most of the salespeople making really good money don't wear three-piece suits to work every day. The guy who's just crushing it, selling heavy machinery... That guy's wearing steel-toed boots, blue jeans, and maybe a collared golf shirt to work. But not a collared golf shirt that he's afraid to get greasy and dirty, right? Some of the people who are making the most money in traditional sales roles don't look like the traditional picture you have in your head. And I just want to be clear because I don't want to keep, don't want to try to keep track of all this stuff. I, I normally do a pretty good job of balancing my pronouns and such, um, and, and talking about he's and talking about she's and and you know everything in between, really. But I, I just want to talk about salespeople in a non-gendered manner right now. Um, so I apologize if I don't get the balance right for the remainder of this this episode. But the people out there doing the work are dressing and acting in a way that allows them to best get the work done. Now, I've talked to people, friends of mine, colleagues of mine, who believe that you need to wear a navy blue suit and a white shirt every day because those are the colors of trust. Valid point. But if you don't fit into that mode, if you don't fit that look, if you just don't want to aspire to that, I'm one of those people. I look pretty good in a navy blue suit and a white shirt. Great. I don't want to wear that every day. That's boring to me. 
the visual impression that you make factors into that reputation. But again, if I showed up in a navy blue suit and a white shirt to a construction site every day, those people would laugh me off the site. Looking the part means something different for every person, for every sales role. But are you dressing in a way that's going to build credibility? Now, I can tell you if I'm selling to the CEO of a bank, yeah, I'm probably wearing a tie, probably wearing a suit, probably making sure that I shined my shoes the night before that meeting because I know that's how that CEO is going to show up. Those are the details that they pay attention to, right? But if I'm showing up like I used to sell into athletic training rooms, as a former certified athletic trainer, I never wore dress shoes and a tie in my training room. Only on special occasions where there wasn't a whole lot going on, those people roll up their sleeves and get their hands dirty. They wear short sleeves whenever possible because it doesn't get in the way. They wear comfortable shoes because they're on their feet all day. They wear comfortable clothes because sometimes you got to get on the ground and get dirty. Well, what's the what's the relatable message to showing up overdressed, right? You don't want to be appearing as if you're looking down on your prospect. At the same time, you don't want to show up underdressed because if you show up underdressed, it shows that you are not taking the role seriously. You're not taking the meeting seriously. It's not all about fancy cars. It's not all about golf club memberships. It's not all about, you know, being able to speak the language of wine, right? These are all stereotypes that you can just let go of. And you know what's really refreshing is when you're confident enough, bold enough even to play off those stereotypes, to show up to the wine tasting, hosting a wine tasting as a, as a customer event and saying, you know what? I don't know anything about this, but apparently people in sales are supposed to know stuff about this. So I thought I might do this. Maybe we can have some fun and learn something together. Using a little humor, using a little bit of self-deprecation, creating an environment where we can all learn together. Maybe you as my prospect don't know anything about wine either, but you always wanted to. Maybe you know a ton about wine and now you get to help educate me. That's going to make you feel good too, right? So I'm really curious and you know, hit me back in a comment on the YouTube channel or join the RethinkTheWayYouSell.com community. Go into the course where this podcast is. Comment in this lesson, what are some of the stereotypes that you want to get rid of? Maybe there are some things about the way you think a salesperson has to act or has to look or has to be that still make you uncomfortable and you're looking for some support to get around that stuff. That's why the YouTube section has, or the YouTube channel has comments enabled, right? That's why when you go into RethinkTheWayYouSell.com on every single one of these episodes, you can start a discussion with your peers, with your colleagues, with other people who feel the same way. Trying to communicate that, trying to create the area where we can talk about these things. Because sometimes just listening to a podcast and not feeling as if you can react to it is, uh, you know, it's kind of a lonely place. You get to define the stereotypes. You get to nullify them. You get to create your own. You get to make selling whatever it is you want to make it. That's a tremendous amount of power. Sometimes that scares some people. 
but you don't need to acquiesce to the images that you have in your head. You need to approach selling like a problem to be solved and as if you are the best tool for the job to solve that problem. You do you. You bring you to the table. That's the best part about this. And the entire world opens up in front of you when you recognize that you are, in fact, the key, the ultimate key to your best success. I suggest you start using it. And I've created this podcast and this space to help you understand as well as to give you permission to do exactly that. Thanks again for being here. I'm coming back next week with a tremendous conversation. One of my best friends, Jason Bay, is going to be on the show. We're going to talk about some other sales stereotypes, introverts versus extroverts. We got into that during that conversation, and I can't wait to bring it to you. I'll see you again. I'll talk to you again very soon. Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajoric.